Welcome to the Life Success Legacy Podcast. We're glad you're here, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. We want to welcome back our listeners to another edition of our Life Success Legacy Podcast. Uh, my name is Chris Bay, and um, happy to join you as a team member of the Life Success Legacy team. Um, I've been waiting for uh, a podcast with our guest today, Michael Hahn, for a long time. He's a dear friend of mine, and um, I'm really, really excited uh, for you all to get a chance to hear him, some of his story, some pieces about how IBC uh, has played out in his life, and some of the courageous choices that he's made um, in his life with his, his family and for himself. Welcome, Michael. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. The rest of the folks don't get to see you, but I'm looking at you, which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking especially dapper today. <laughs> well, thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so um, for our listeners, uh, Michael wears a lot of different hats and we could do multiple podcasts or we could do a really long podcast, but we, we try to keep ours in you know somewhat bite-sized pieces. But just to give you a sense of who he is, um, more so than who he is, but the things that he spends his life energy doing. Um, he now runs his own uh, real estate business, so he may talk a little bit about that. Um, he has uh, his own podcast, actually, called Known Digging Deeper, and I hope people will um, check that out. It's a very different podcast than what we do. He's showing me a card. Thank you. Um, he also is a life coach. And uh, that is called Key Life. You can check him out there as well. Um, he's also a board member for an organization that he and I, this is actually how we met, called Heart Connection Seminars. And he's a board member with that organization as well. So there are lots of avenues to talk to Michael Hahn about. Um, but his life didn't always look like that. And um, one of the things at Life Success and Legacy that we love to do is to inspire people to really think about and create the life that they want rather than just being on the treadmill and just doing the whole groundhog day one thing after another one day following the next we really love to inspire people to create the life that they want so mr hahn would you share with us a little bit about um, yourself your family and your transition in life kind of do a uh, uh, a comparison of, of this transition and the direction you, and the path that you're on now, if you would. Yeah, I'll go um, present backwards, I guess. I'll, right now I have two boys and married and um, that's a handful. So um, <laughs> it's great. Uh, it, and that's the number one thing I think for me is just being family oriented. Uh, it does, it's not always easy to be that way with so many other things going on. And try to keep focus with that but like you said I'm I'm a, with heart connection and that really kind of changed everything that's I went through that in uh, January of 11 and that I think as I look back that's really a transition point for me um, thinking like okay well life doesn't always have to be this way and 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 at that point um, I had I was just going through a divorce I was in really just bad uh, mental, emotional state with some things that had gone on in my life and just felt alone and really like, what's the use? What's the purpose in, in doing anything? Let's just kind of do the best I can and not talk with anybody, not have any relationships. 
relationships, those kind of things, and just keep to myself. That was kind of my mindset. And when I went through Breakthrough, it just kind of opened up the doors to like, wow, I could actually do quite a bit of stuff if I wanted to. I don't have to worry about all this stuff. And, you know, it sounds easy, but it's really been quite a journey in um, sitting in some of the, the emotional things that I had gone through, you know, that, like I mentioned, like just be by myself, isolate, don't let anybody in. And to let people in has been kind of a, it, it's a lot easier now. It still has its days, but it's worth it. And um, as I opened those doors and sat with the crap that's been, you know, sitting inside me and letting some of that go, some of these other things began to take root and curiosity and learning and those sorts of things have really helped me a lot. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I got to know you just right around that 2011 ish time. Um, And so, you know, I was getting to know you kind of in that metamorphosis. And at the time you were, um, you had a, a job, you had a career that you were doing. And, um, but I didn't get a sense that that, that work was really fulfilling for you. And in some cases, maybe, um, I don't know if you felt trapped or what other words you'd use to describe it, but I'm, what I'm curious about is what was it that caused you to go, okay, I'm ready to try something different. And then if you can transition us into what that different, what that looks like now. Well, I think uh, before I actually had that job, I was in, in 2000, I got connected with a home builder and just, no, actually prior to that in 97, I got connected with a home builder, started learning about homes, didn't know anything about anything. A few years later, um, I just found myself, um, some people got laid, didn't have any more work for me and they were just paying me cash, 10 bucks an hour to work for them, you know? And you know, at that point I was 27 years old making $10 cash, you know, it wasn't like, it wasn't living it up, you know, <laughs> and, but it turned out to be the best education I ever had. And those guys landed and say, Hey, you know what? I don't have any more work. And then I found myself like, okay, what do I do? And then I think this is kind of a pattern that we all can learn from is just, well, I don't have all the answers. What can I do? And then just a remodeling job came up. And so I was busy for seven years having my own remodel business, just like that, you know, within a few years. And then I wanted to be a home inspector. So I went to home inspection school and became a home inspector for a couple of years. And then uh, the uh, recession hit in 2007, eight ish. In 2007, I believe, I took a job as an insurance adjuster, um, just moving forward. You know, I think mm-hmm. that's just the key of moving forward. And, and I always wanted to keep moving forward. And I think when I met you, I was in this spot where I just want to. I want to keep going. I want to keep growing. And this is kind of, they're not promoting me because of, you know, I didn't have a, maybe I didn't have a college education or something, you know, some other things they said that, what is it all about? And it worked out good. I had a, had a son and another second son in 2014. And then it was like, well, it's a perfect transition. So then I went uh, to something else I always wanted to do was flip houses. Mm -hmm. And so um, one of the things I really find out, I was talking with someone else about this the other day, was that it doesn't just happen. You know, it's 
you gotta be curious. So in February I resigned and I was kind of, wow, what am I doing? <laughs> this seems kind of crazy, you know, <laughs> left a really good paying job and now I don't have a job and relying on my wife and not a lot of pressure to mm -hmm. flip a house and nothing's happened. And I'm just reading and learning and curious and excited. And all of a sudden house lands on in my lap and it wasn't quite the numbers that I wanted. So I, took a risk of not getting this house and asked for a much lower price and they, they gave it to me. So I made it, it, it was really exciting. And then a few months later I sold it, made a good living, made a good uh, profit off of that and got another one. And then I just realized that flipping houses wasn't the, you know, it, it wasn't the best because it's the tax purposes, taxes and all that kind of stuff were just like a normal job. So what am I going to do? the competition is just crazy. I thought, well, I'm going to start buying and holding properties. And I'm working through my second flip. I'm out in the yard raking the, the grass. And, you know, I've been wanting to call my accountant for a while and just never did. I was like, okay, I'm calling him. And he said, hey, wait, wait, wait. I don't know what you need, but there was a lady that was just in here. And I was just about ready to call you. She has rental property for sale and she wants to own or finance them. I was like, ah, and it took four months to work through that deal. And the reason it was there is like, we have our mutual friend, Brad Hill, he says, prepare for the magic. You know, yeah. it's like preparing and being excited and being curious about what's going to take place is kind of what pushes us forward. Yeah. So then with that, you know, then I kind of got my taste of that and still have those properties and doing pretty good with it working with that well like that's not fulfilling me what is again going back to sitting with the thoughts what's what am i doing in my life what's the the goal and the goal is to sit and figure out what my purpose is and my purpose began to um became more clear was to help people and to talk with people like what am i good at what do i do with my life and that's that's gives me energy and a lot of times that's talking with people and so i signed up to be a life coach with Tony Robbins and Chloe Madonis, and I'm certified through that and trying to get that business kind of heading up. So that's, cool. that's kind of the, the long and short of it, I guess. Yeah. So um, going through that, you talked about like um, prepare for the magic. What are some of the pieces or the choices you've made along the way that you think were key elements to preparing you for what you're experiencing today? <laughs> you know, the, the IBC thing really hit me because, you know, I had been a Dave Ramsey guy. In fact, me and my wife both were Dave Ramsey people. I mean, when we met, we both had the envelopes like, yeah. Oh my gosh, we're destined to be together. You know, like, <laughs> it was like, and so we're so entrenched in that. And, and then here comes Chris Bay going, you know, this is something totally different. And reading, the but but book. we had also been Dave Ramsey people. I mean, my right. wife and I had, had had utilized Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University for seven years. Mm -hmm. and there's some really good um, disciplines and practices that Dave absolutely. Um, yeah. It was just the carrot was so darn far away for us. Well, and you can't have any fun. No, you got to always save your money and always pay mm -hmm. off whatever. And you know, not that you're not good to pay off things, but you can't have any fun. But I think the mind shift there began of, I remember going through uh, Nelson's book and looking at it one page. Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then flipping the page and going, 
no, man, this is not, <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> this can't happen, right? Yeah. So I go back to that, though. It took me a good eight or nine months. I want to say it was nine months of, you know, pestering you with texts and phone calls and emails. Hey, and then, then the risk was, you know, actually going through it. You know, now that I know it, which I think we all can get into a, a pattern of doing is not making a decision. Like this is the best thing I can do and we play it safe and we don't do it. And so um, I pulled all my money out of my 401k and, you know, people will say, well, you know, you're, you're got to pay the penalties. You got to pay the taxes. But I, you know, I've, I've discovered that that's, that's okay now. You know, it gave me a lot of stability. I don't have to sit and watch the stock market and wonder if when I'm going to retire, but, I, and I always have access to my money. You know, right. so I think that's one of the key elements I think of that's, that set me straight. Now I know it's a safe, safe place to have my money. I have access to it. I can use that money to, to buy other things and buy properties even, you know, that's, I'm not quite with to that point, but I know that that can be there. Yeah. So there's some other elements too that just knowing you that, that have, um, I think been practices that you've implemented in your life. That's really expanded your learning. Um, for example, you've, you know, utilized the, the miracle morning, um, yeah. using your, your time in the morning. Talk about how you've seen that impact your, your life and your thinking, your, your mindset. Yeah, that is the most transformational. That is the most transformational thing that I, I've really set in. In, in June of, 16, I, I came across, actually, no, it was earlier than that. It was probably a few months earlier than that and came across the book, The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. It was, he was on a podcast and he sounded like this guy that just had so much energy and, oh, yeah, you got to do this and this and And he, but something sad in me and he's like talking about getting up at five in the morning. I'm like, I am, I am not getting up at five in the morning. That is crazy. It's just not going to work, you know? And it just kept sitting with me. So I picked up the book and I started doing it and there's six practices in it. And he uses, uh, it, well, it's, um, he calls it savers, silence or meditation, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading. And the, the S is scribing, but it's really journaling. And mm -hmm. so that whole process is, I, I just kind of did it on my, kind of made it my own. I didn't do it exactly like the book had it, but, but, the meditation side of things, I started using insight timer and really wasn't very good at it for a long time and, and really still struggle with that a little bit, but it's good to calm my mind down um, with all the, and I really started reading a ton at that point, which I've never been a reader and just became more curious, which I think is a key word in life right now for me is just being curious. Mm. And as I started reading these books, um, I, I, would, I think I've never read because I was fearful of not retaining the information. And so some of these books that I was reading became this, these quotes started sticking out to me and I grabbed index cards and I started writing these quotes on cards. And then, so the affirmation part became these quotes. So I would literally spend five or 10 minutes every day reading quotes. And I give a lot of, credence to that, to transforming everything, because now I began to think about those quotes throughout the day. They became this, you know, 
one quote that I remember a lot is from the one thing and it says, what's the one thing I can do right now that will make everything else easier or not even necessary, you know, and, and those become subconscious. They don't, you know, because now it's, it's a routine going through that. And, and even visualization, visualization has just been, you know, you imagine something, you know, how's things going to go? It doesn't mean they're going to go that way, but, you know, picture yourself speaking on a stage. You know, if you don't prepare your mind for that, you're just going to be exactly what <laughs> it's going to be, how you think it's going to be. You're not prepared. You're going to sweat. You're going to freak out, which you might anyway. But like, if you think about it, just see how things are moving forward. Then they're actually, that's one of the big things for me that's actually taken place is that as I start to see myself doing things, I'm actually doing them. And the exercise, <laughs> I started out real good for a while, and then I slacked off, slacked off, and now I do a seven-minute exercise, which is about all I get. It gets me moving in the morning. And, and really, I think that's another aspect of that is, like, there's this part where um, times I don't really want to do it, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I relay that to a lot of what life is like. Sometimes we just don't feel like it. But when I do it, man... I'm like, okay, my day turns out much better. And then, you know, the reading, that's one thing. And then the journaling is, you know, you introduced me to the bullet journal and I really use that a lot. I got a habit tracker in it that I just, I want to keep track of things, how each day is going or the week or the month. And I've got stories in there about my kids, gratitude journal, you know, just who I'm hanging out with, books I'm reading, important quotes, you know, random thoughts and those kind of things It just, and all of that takes an hour and all of that has just been the mindset like you had mentioned is just it's it's changed everything because now I know who I am you know it doesn't mean that it's all easy but at least I understand that when I eat sugar that you know I'm gonna get heartburn you know it's like I know what it's like when I'm not when I'm not doing what I'd like to be doing you know yeah well you you remind me of, uh, and we were just um, recognizing uh, the year anniversary of Nelson Nash's passing, and um, reminds me of a of a book or an audio that he referenced. And if our listeners have not listened to it, it's called The Strangest Secret, and I reference it on a regular basis. It's an old from the '50s audio, um, but. And it's different than the secret. Some people say, oh, it's the secret. No, it's called the strangest secret. And the strangest secret really is about um, you become what you think about. And so what is it that you are thinking about? What are the things that you're reading? What are the things that you're visualizing? What are you journaling about? Because that's really what we become. And what's been really fun is to, from a distance, is watching you and really applying that strangest secret to your life and seeing it uh, manifest, seeing it actually come into play and, uh, and working. I want to ask you, um, uh, with the time that we have left, there's a, two couple pieces. One, you have a really um, interesting mindset that I picked up on one day when I was, uh, we were driving around looking and you were giving me a tour of some of your properties. And you were talking about um, like how you decide your, your, um, how you're going to pay people, um, you know, the, the trade people who you might call into work or um, your tenants. And it wasn't all about, from your perspective, it wasn't all about the dollar. It wasn't about making the best return on your investment. 
there were other factors, human factors that played into it. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, I, I, well, I named my business Legacy Creations LLC. That's my, my whole intent is to create a legacy, you know, and it's not just about for my kids or my, I want to be someone that's influencing people and just doing the right thing. And, you know, there's times where we get to contractors and, you know, it's, it's all negotiation and, you know, it's how cheap can we get the guy? And then how, how much of a win it is. Oh man, we got him down 800 bucks, you know? And <laughs> for me, I, I don't do that. Um, and sometimes it, it, it has a financial impact, but if I trust the person um, and they give me a quote, it, it's either, it's my value. Do I want to pay for that? Mm -hmm. um, and I don't, I just pay them for what they're worth. And sometimes they don't charge me enough. You know, some of the, sometimes people are, they're scared. They're fearful of, you know, charging exactly what everyone else is paying way more than what you're charging, you know? And so being fair with that, um, and then same with the tenants, you know, there's, there's aspects with the tenants that, you know, it's not always easy. You gotta be firm, but also there's a sense of keeping things clean and keeping it right. And as long as they see that, I think that just all of it helps people's mindset. They're not scared of their landlord. You know, they're, there's an aspect where it's, it's a balance. They got to have some, you know, some kickback where they're going to be responsible. Right. But right. at the same time, they're going to know I respect them, not just them respecting me. That's kind of, and that just, yeah, does that answer your question or? Yeah, it does. Um, and I know one of the pieces that was influential for you is um, for creating front row moments for people. And I love that, that concept. Can you just talk about that just a little bit? Yeah, I think there's, I, the, uh, oh, what's his name? John, <laughs> it's escaped me. Um, the it, front row moments, um, it's, it's a friend of, of Hal Elrod's from Miracle Morning uh, that started Front Row Factor. And he just had this concept of, doing things for people that put them in a front row and the front row, meaning how many times do we go to a concert and we sit high up because it's cheap, you know, and we watch everybody downstairs down on the bottom having a blast, you know, and how do I get to the front row? And then it turned into how do we get other people to the front row? And so it kind of turned into more than just a concert. You know, we can give people front row moments by just visiting their house and, well, maybe not now, but cleaning up, <laughs> cleaning up their kitchen or just doing something extra special for them that, you know, it's, it's a gift, you know, it's, it's helping them feel special, uh, important, included, whatever that looks like. Like I didn't deserve that. Well, sure you did, you know, why not, you know, and giving people opportunities to, to have good times instead of just, you know, making it, making do. Well, I'll, I'll share a front row experience that I had, um, and that was um, Michael and I, had, you know, we meet on, on a regular basis, and we had share dreams and different things like that, and he's really talented at asking questions and, and helping people dig deeper to, to um, you know, peel off those layers of the onion, 
Um, but one of the things I had shared when he was asking me questions is, man, I'd, I'd love to start, you know, kind of plucking away at a guitar and, and learning how to play guitar. I, I learned a few chords back in college during finals and that didn't work out so well for me. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, one day I got a call from him. He says, Hey, are you around the house? And, and I live in Lawrence and he lives in Kansas city and he pulls up in the front of my house and he pulls out this guitar. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I got a guitar for you. You're kidding me. He's like, no man, here, this is a guitar for you. So that was, uh, that was Michael Hahn creating a front row moment for Chris Bay that, uh, that I will never forget. So thank you, friend. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. And and now you're gonna play us a song, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the three chords that I know. <laughs> uh, well, you have been. You know, I, I told you before. You you have fingerprints all over me. So with the career of that sounds a um, little weird. It is. Let's edit that out, Crawford. Um, <laughs> you have <laughs> you have fingerprints throughout moments in my life you know and that that includes the IBC and the bullet journal and books I've read people I met in fact I was going to show you that you know you get turned you gave me the strangest secret and I have these little my wife calls me kind of a geek because I have a laminator and I took those index cards I was talking about <laughs> and I laminated some of the things the affirmations and just stuck it in my pocket and I'd carry it around and that kind of stuff so those kind of things are you know you're you're a genuine guy. You're, you're smart, you're empathetic and, you know, wanting to the best for people and, and teaching them. You're a great teacher and very patient and kind, no matter the income, you know, it's not, not that people are just super wealthy, which we all, you know, wouldn't mind working with, but also the, the people that everyone's the same, you know, people that don't have as much money, you know, you try yeah. to figure things out and, you know, that's, that's a great character. Well, I think disconnecting, this is a concept that, that um, I was reading about recently and disconnecting income from our work because there's a lot of things that I, that I do and you do, we all do in our lives, which don't bring income, but it's still good work. Mm -hmm. And so I just, just am fortunate that the, the, one of the things that I do for work actually pays an income to help feed my family. And I'm Absolutely. grateful for that, but, um, but that's not all the work that I do. And it's not all the work that you do either. Um, it's well, difference. so it, for people who are familiar with strengths finder, one of my, um, strengths is, um, restorative and, um, Michael Hahn is inspiring to me, um, because he is restorative, not only in his own life, but also with others. Um, I really appreciate you, Michael Hahn, coming on and being a, a guest on our podcast. Um, I, we have just scratched the surface. So for those of you who enjoyed this short bit of time that you got to listen to Michael Hahn, I really encourage you to reach out to um, check out his podcast, Known Digging Deeper. Um, I think you'll really enjoy it. Uh, and then as you get to listen to that and get to know him a little bit better, you'll get to know some of the other hats, the life coaching that he provides, et cetera. Um, for listeners who are interested in checking out your, uh, your website or how they can get a hold of you, what would that be? Uh, keylifecoaching.org. 
So with that, Michael Hunt, thank you very much for being a guest. Um, we really appreciate it. If you have not read Nelson Nash's book, Becoming Your Own Banker, or um, especially for business owners, or if you've already read Becoming Your Own Banker, we also recommend The Case for IBC, both great books. And on our website, of course, we've got all of our podcasts starting back in 2016. If you're new to infinite banking, I recommend you go back to those early podcasts. They're kind of sequential in the beginning um, and really break out the IBC concept. What we're going to be doing here uh, in the next few months is actually digging into Nelson's book and taking it piece by piece and really getting to the core uh, of his teachings. So thank you again for joining us and uh, we look forward to our next podcast.